the Bandroom Podcast is proudly supported by Kaleidoscope Adventures. Kaleidoscope Adventures is a full-service student trip planner with more than 26 years of inspiring student travel. Dylan and I have had positive experiences on school music trips, so we both know how much these meaningful opportunities contribute to students' musical development and create lasting memories. Kaleidoscope Adventures specializes in organizing unique trips to over 40 student-friendly destinations. If you're planning a student trip, you can count on the Kaleidoscope Adventures professionals to collaborate with you to organize the perfect education or performance tour. When you're ready to plan your next adventure, visit KaleidoscopeAdventures.com. That's KaleidoscopeAdventures.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bandroom Podcast. My name is Dylan Maddox. And I'm Kate Nishimura. And it's been a time. It's, it's been, been a, a time while. since we've been here. Yeah. yeah. But uh, very happy to be back with you. And it's actually been a time since I've talking, talking. Is talking a word? I don't no. think so. Let's just go with it. Making it's been up a time words. since I've talking <laughs> to Kate face to face. So how's yeah. it going, Kate? Oh, it's great. It's uh, starting to feel like summer here, and mm. I just had a world premiere, so I'm feeling happy yes. about that. Um, yeah, I should mention I'm very grateful that you were able to tune in on the live stream, mm-hmm. uh, even though we're very far apart geographically. It meant a lot. So yeah, it was super yeah. cool, and I was immense. Well. You know, people have been jealous of me all, all year, but I was jealous because there's just so many people I, I love so much that were on that stage that night. Yeah, it was so. great. It was really, really nice to reconnect with so many people from the community all at once. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, I was a little overwhelmed because I kind of forgot how to people. I forgot how to be like <laughs> around people. You forgot people. how to talk. And- <laughs> I did. Um, but I, I remember now and it was really great. <laughs> there you go. And yeah. uh, Kate's being like quite humble about this whole thing. We've been kind of promoting it for the past couple, well, maybe past month or so. Uh, but she had her, her piece premiered by the National Youth Band of Canada, conducted by past BRP guest Darren Allerking. And also a uh, past BRP guest Colin Clark was involved because it was both the Toronto Youth Wind Orchestra's 30th anniversary and the National Youth Band of Canada's 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And what a way to celebrate with a new piece from our very own Kate. Yay. And it was uh, it was super cool to hear and um, I was just thinking the whole time, I can't wait to do this with ASU Wind Ensemble next year. Yay! I know. And if anyone who's in the consortium is listening right now, thank you so much for your support. And I'm really, really excited to hear you play the piece because there there are 60 consortium members for this project. And now that I know the piece works and it's been performed and I'm happy with it, <laughs> I'm really, really excited to um, get a chance to connect with the other people that are going to be bringing this work to life over the next year or so. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be great. And how are you, Dylan? I, I'm i doing pretty good. You know, school uh, ended. My first year, my doctorate ended uh, a couple weeks ago. You're half a doctor. And uh, good news. Half, <laughs> well, half kind, yeah. I, know I said that to Mark that Hopkins. He said, <laughs> ABD. And I'm like, no, I haven't defended anything yet. But I did finish my first year. And uh, best marks of my life, so can't complain. Awesome. <laughs> um, but once, yeah, once the school year ended, I kind of uh, 
didn't do anything with my life for a couple of weeks. Um, I think that's necessary. So that's been really great just to recharge. Yeah. That's not true, though. I did. I planned my whole recital and um, started on my research. But uh, I tried <laughs> to relax. So uh, I did some, some stuff. Um, my lovely in-laws are visiting Arizona this week. So I've been doing lots of touristy things. And mm-hmm. one of the touristy things that I did was visit... If you ever come here, you got to check this out. The Musical Instrument Museum. Oh, It's like wow. the world's largest. And That's it's, cool. And yeah, it's just up the, up the road from me. And yeah, so you name any like any country, uh, it, they have in, historical instruments and even some a lot of modern ones. For some reason, Wayne Bergeron's Yamaha trumpet's hanging on the wall. <laughs> and I'm like, why is that there? But Wayne himself donated it. So hmm. it's it's there. there. Yeah. Um, but while I was there, I, I went to um, the gift shop, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it was, but there it was sitting there, an Irish tin whistle, <laughs> and I I said yes, I need, I need you're this. coming home with me, <laughs> and and uh, I'm gonna learn it. That's my summer project besides uh, research and 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 other things, mm-hmm. um, just so I can because. This is going to be a long intro. Sorry, folks. Um, <laughs> being from Prince Edward Island and being a trumpet player has been highly problematic because uh, I'll come home for whatever, Christmas or uh, summer, and uh, the family gets all the instruments out. We have kitchen party and all that stuff as we do in the Maritimes. And what, what can I do? Nothing. <laughs> because I play the trumpet. And, it's, and I've always tried, and it's been highly awkward. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking for an instrument that I can contribute to my heritage with. And I think it's the tin whistle. So I know a couple people who listen to this podcast play the tin whistle. So uh, I need all the help I can get. Please send me materials, resources, maybe even give me a lesson. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm just... <laughs> there we go. That, that's what I'm up to. I almost I almost <laughs> brought it. Uh, I'm in my uh, one of my offices at Arizona State right now. So I, 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 I forgot it at home. But you I'm didn't bring it to reel. give us a demo, a live, <laughs> yeah. a live demo in our podcast intro. If I uh, if I if I play this on the podcast, you have to play the banjo. <laughs> All right, deal. So. Maybe maybe um, we'll just we'll work on our summer projects a little bit, and then we'll come back to that if if we feel like. We yeah, can. <laughs> I think so. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. Uh, we'll we'll share more at a later time. But um, today we are recording the intro before the episodes. We so we don't even know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But we are very uh, lucky to be joined uh, by two wonderful conductors that I've known for quite some time now, and they're both uh, the founders and co-directors of the Glass Wind Ensemble, based out of Halifax, Nova Scotia, and that is Pam Paddock and Melissa Dwaron. Both of them are, are here to speak with us about their fine ensemble, which is an ensemble that is um, completely made up of women, and it's a wonderful, wonderful ensemble that now they've, I guess, had their their second concert by this point, um, and as well as uh, a great article in the Canadian Winds Journal. And other things. So they're going to talk to us about the ensemble, how it came to fruition, what they're up to, what they see the future of, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it should be uh, should be really great to get to know them a little bit better and hear about their ensemble. I think it's really great that they've started this, and I'm excited to see what comes next. Um, but before we do that, if you, fine listener, could do us a huge favor and make sure that you've subscribed to the Band Room Podcast mm-hmm. on whatever podcast 
platform you are listening on. Um, if you want to go the extra mile and give us a rating and a review, that would be even more helpful. It really helps us connect with a broader audience, helps other people find our podcast, which is ultimately what we want. Uh, so thank you to everyone who's already done that. To those of you who haven't, it takes two seconds. It really helps us out. So please go and do that. Mm -hmm. um, Dylan will tell us now about another way that you can support the podcast if you would like to. Yeah, if you got a couple extra coins in your pocket, you might consider uh, helping the podcast in a financial way. And that is through Patreon, where you can have access to um, some mighty fine bonus episodes and other bonus content that you can stick on things <laughs> and drink from and wear. Uh, so <laughs> if you want to learn more about how you can help in that way, visit patreon.com slash bandroompod that's patreon.com slash bandroompod so without further ado here is pam paddock and melissa dueron here we are for another exciting episode of the Bandroom Podcast. And today I am so excited to be joined by two people I've known for quite some time. They've they they knew me before I waved my arms, actually. Before you were famous. And uh yes, before I was <laughs> Canada's no, no, no. Uh, so today uh we're very excited to be joined by two of the co-founders and co-music directors of Glass Winds, Pam Paddock and Melissa Dueron. Welcome to the Bandroom. Yay! Thank, thank you, so you for much. having us. Yeah, this is super exciting, and it's it's this is easier for us because they're actually together in this <laughs> luxurious-looking band room, thank which you. is at CP Allen. Yeah, uh, beautiful. In which I own a T-shirt from. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> I try to give swag yeah. out when I can. It's it's a great T-shirt yeah. uh, and coffee mug. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, so usually how we start these things is asking uh, where, why, and how did your musical journey begin, but. Uh, We'll, we'll do kind of a shortened version. Would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourselves, who you are, what you do, maybe how you got started in music, and whoever wants to start. I'll go. Uh, okay. So I'm Melissa, and uh, I teach currently at Charles Pion High School. I've been here for five years, and I had just spent 10 years at Prince Andrew High School in Dartmouth. Um, and I actually just started my music career in uh, public school, like in grade six, when they give out the instruments. And I was like, this would be fun. <laughs> and I actually asked for trumpet. Uh, and, but I didn't know you had to buzz. I just thought you put air through the thing. And so I didn't buzz, didn't get my, my love, the trumpet. And they said, well, flute's for you. So flute, and it was, was supposed to be, I mean, flute and I have been best friends ever since, but, uh, but any chance I can end to play the trumpet, you better believe I did. <laughs> anyway, so we just started though in grade six. I think sometimes people assume that when you get to, you know, certain levels or do certain things that it's because you've had advanced training or you took piano since you were five or something like that. But mm -hmm. I had none of those things. I just started band in grade six under the direction of Terry Hill. Just had some really fantastic band teachers along the way. I mean, that's the best part about the system, particularly here in Nova Scotia that the educators, the music educators are just really lovely. So that was it. Mm -hmm. Went to Dell and then went to Munn, finished up my degrees and then just got right here in the public schools and I've been teaching high school ever since. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about cool. you, Pam? Well, I'm born and raised in Cape Breton. So uh, oh, yes. I spent most of my school time in uh, Port Hawkesbury. And uh, so I started band in grade five because they have some grade five programs there still. Uh, I didn't know what the instruments were, but I looked over the shoulders of others and I just wrote C-L-A. <laughs> What's a clarinet? And so that's how I ended up on clarinet. Um, uh, 
other than school music, after, once I got through the school stuff for a while, I joined the cadet programs and uh, I said, what's cadets? And I follow my friend to cadets. And so I follow <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that got me a lot of music training in the summers, uh, right up to through the officer programs as well, too. Because uh, I spent a good 15 years or 12, 15 mm-hmm. years doing the cadet summer band camp stuff. One day, band camp, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I taught for since 1996. Yeah, that says something. Yeah, taught since 1996 uh, in the, the Halifax region. And I've been the department head for Halifax Regional Arts for the past nine years. Right. And uh, that's Halifax Regional Arts is a... It's an extracurricular program that's funded by the municipality, but is run through the school system. Nice. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm just so happy to have, I, let me first say, two Maritimers <laughs> here. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's great. For each of you being educators, if there was a moment in your musical journey when you realized that that particular aspect of music was what you wanted to do, specifically like being a music teacher as opposed to a performer, you know, or maybe if there was a moment where you knew you mm-hmm. wanted to continue studying music or something like that, what was the kind of spark for each of you? Well, I'll, I'll, do you want to go first? <laughs> you go ahead. I'll go. Actually, I'll, this was, I was in grade eight uh, and I uh, was headed to my first all city music uh, band class. Uh, and up until that moment, I'd only had men as all of my music instructors mm-hmm. along the way. And Sheila LeBlanc, the, uh, the lovely, lovely, amazing woman and educator, Sheila LeBlanc got up on the podium. And I remember distinctly think I could tell you where I was sitting in the room. And I looked at her and I said, what women can do this too. And <laughs> oh, that was that's it awesome. for me. So it was when mm-hmm. I saw her get up and do it that I was like, Oh, I did. Cause at that point, and you know, not that I don't want to say anything bad. Like it's not, it's not going to be a men bashing <laughs> session, but up until that moment, I had only had <laughs> men. And so when I saw her, it was so empowering yeah. to me and that was it for me. And that, that that's was amazing. And that's actually quite, quite yeah. early for you to have had that experience compared to myself, compared to many people that I know that didn't mm. have their first, um, you know, female band director or an opportunity to work with some sort of woman as a, as a mentor, um, until mm-hmm. high school, sometimes even until university or an honor band or something like that. So yeah, totally. the fact that that happened so early for you, um, that's, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for me, sometimes I just can't see past the end of my nose. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, I was doing the cadet program forever. Loved the job. And, uh, I was there as a cadet. I was there as a staff cadet. I was there as an officer, I uh, even joined the army band after that years later. But anyway, so I went through all that, loved it, loved it, loved it. And then I went on to study music because I knew I wanted to do music. I went to Acadia University and I did the music. Dr. Riddle was there uh, in the gym because back then you went to the gym and clicked your courses by hand and they told you what oh. to take. That's how old I yesterday. am. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, he said, are you taking music education? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And he says, well, I'm going to put you down as a backup. I was like, okay. So I just, quiet person. So I just did that. And it wasn't until third year when we started doing education courses and they said so, and I had Ardeth Haley teaching the class third or fourth year. And uh, one of the first things she puts out there is uh, to write a reflection about why you chose to be a music teacher. And (laughs) I hadn't chose to be a teacher I just said, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm, I'm just here because, and I you know, spelled it out. I thought I'm going to be honest. Uh, the next reflection was, you know, uh, what are your, what are your hobbies and favorites? And then I started glorifying how wonderful it is in the summer cadet band program where I teach kids all the time. It's like, 
right? I just wasn't yeah. putting two and two together. I'm not that clever sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, by the, by the end of my third year, I realized, okay, I'm in the right place. Dr. Riddle saw something. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, that's awesome. Go. Sometimes we don't see the, the most clear things about <laughs> ourselves, right? And we rely on somebody else to say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you're good at that thing that you do oh, yeah. all the time that you're already doing that you could just mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. And now a word from our sponsor. You know, Kate, I often think back to my time at music camp and how important that time was not only in my growth as a musician, but as a person. I feel the same way. My first time performing original music in front of a big audience was at a music camp, and many of the people I met at camp are still friends and colleagues of mine today. 2022 marks the 60th anniversary of the Interprovincial Music Camp. That's right. 60 years of being Canada's most comprehensive music camp. IMC offers specialized camps for all levels of band, orchestra, choir, musical theater, rock, jazz, and songwriting. Students can learn from faculty that include members of major symphony orchestras, Juno and Grammy Award winners, touring musicians, and music educators. Also, new this year is IMC's beginning band camp, open to campers ages 9 to 14. Located at the beautiful Camp Manitou on Manitowabing Lake, located in the heart of Muskoka Perry Sound region of Ontario, Canada, IMC facilities are second to none. With fully equipped cabins, outstanding meals with one of the chefs dedicated to preparing meals for those with specific dietary needs. IMC is unique in that it is centered around music, but also offers a true camp experience, including traditional activities such as swimming, sailing, water skiing, beach volleyball, and much more, as well as evening programs for the campers each night after the faculty concert. IMC provides young musicians with comprehensive and exceptional musical training with faculty members who are some of Canada's finest performers and educators some of which include past bandroom guest, conductor, clinician, and educator Colin Clark, Dr. Colleen Richardson from Western University, Dominic Desotel, principal clarinet of the Canadian Opera Company, Sarah Jeffrey, principal oboe of the Toronto Symphony, and Vanessa Freilich, associate principal trombone of the Toronto Symphony. They all bring a wealth of teaching experience and performing skills and are passionate about sharing their love of music with young musicians. Don't miss the opportunity to grow, be inspired, have fun, and make memories that will last a lifetime. Stay connected by following them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at imc.ca. That's imc.ca. To learn more about how you or someone you know can celebrate 60 years of the Interprovincial Music Camp, visit campimc.ca. That's campimc.ca. Yeah, it's, it's happened a lot this year where Jason's like, oh, you know, you could put that in your CV. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. That, that means something else. Um, but what I wanted to mention was uh, something, because I'm only a bit <laughs> younger. Um, <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> Thank sorry. you. We'll take sorry. it. No, yeah, keep you're welcome. going. <laughs> yeah, okay. You can um, stay. <laughs> but, and I, I've said this on the podcast numerous times, but how much I've, I think I took for granted how many kind of strong uh, female teachers that I had growing up, and especially now in my hometown of Summerside PEI, 
all of the music teachers are female. Wow. Um, I don't think there's one, <laughs> there's actually one male uh, music teacher in Summerside. And then, you know, studying with Jillian and, and mm -hmm. we think about all of the post-secondary teachers in Ontario, basically. Uh, uh, sorry, band directors, mm -hmm. that is. Um, and how, how it's, you know, still a long way to go, but mm -hmm. things Well, things it's are nice changing. in Ontario. They have that. I think in the East, mm -hmm. it's not, we're not quite there when it comes no. to the post-secondary. Um, like yeah. they are, I mean, Dr. McKay is just such a genius. So like, I'm sure we could all sing her praises for the next 45 <laughs> minutes, but. Every um, episode. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so who doesn't bring her up? I mean, she really is the yep. OG of OGs. Anyway, but yeah, it is, <laughs> it is nice to know that there's definitely some more, you know, um, coming up through, but it's nice to have diversity too. So again, mm -hmm. not a man bashing session here. We, you know, we'd like to see all Thank sorts. You. We'd like to see everybody, all versions mm -hmm. of people, you know, on the podium it would be lovely. Yeah. So how did the two of you meet? We've heard a little bit about your individual stories now. When did your paths cross and what was that like? We met 15 years ago uh -huh. uh, when Melissa started at Prince Andrew High School, which is just up the street from where I was at the Dartmouth Music Centre as one of the teachers, not as department head. And uh, I was planning a big trip for the band Choral and String high school kids in our program. So we had like two busloads. We were going to New York. And uh, my boss at the time, Sue Logan, said, hey, there's a new band teacher uh, up at Prince Andrew. Why don't you invite her and her band so she can get the experience of doing one of these trips and, you know, see what it's like to organize and plan and, and all the wonderful things that go with it. And I'm like, uh, uh okay. <laughs> and uh, that's where it started. <laughs> yeah, it's, and, uh, it's true. I mean, it, it is really funny because it is probably one of the more pivotal, we think of pivotal moments when, when she invited me on that trip, uh, it was so eye opening for like eight, eight million reasons. Uh, but the first and foremost is to see how a trip should be run and the importance of these band trips to unify your program. Um, but Pam, like when we speak of organization, like I'm sure that you all say things are organized, but nobody is quite as organized <laughs> as this woman here to oh, my right. Like wild. I, I, the detail of her planning is just still boggles my mind to this day, which is why I think as we get further on, like why we are such a good mm -hmm. team, because mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think in the really finite details, like she thinks on, I think of big picture and how can we make this happen? And I move forward with every vision we have. Yep. And then here's all of the detailed contract letter writing, you know, a phone call making, this is it. And so to see her do that trip was just fabulous. And it inspired me right for that moment. So again, one of my mentors would be this gal here right next to me because she took me on that first trip. So the fact that we get to work together was really like a full circle moment for me, for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, and it's just, it's really lovely. And it's clearly working. It is. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we bring uh, all our strengths together and it fills all the holes that yeah. we each have. So it's, it's a it is true. I mean, Pam and I would be the first two to say probably I, we thought about like our duo, probably much like your duo. And that, you mm. know, when, when you get together and you, you also both know this, when something is working, everything works like things just happen the, 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 the right. show date is good the, everything is good the door is open and there's no you know red tape to get where you need to go it just your life just starts to open up these paths so when we started this collaboration working together everything just mm -hmm. worked it just works mm -hmm. and so that's why we're like we're not going to fight this even though really fundamentally we're quite different yeah. she and i but it works <laughs> so well together to be this kind of joint force that like we can't mm -hmm. we can't fight it really 
Yep. It's great. I'm so yeah. glad that you found each other. <laughs> yeah. And, and, it's, and it's so important, especially in the Maritimes. It's such a small music world that we that we live mm-hmm. in. And to find two like-minded people is really mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. And I should also say that I think my band trip education also came from Pam. Because <laughs> I was I was Pam's like tour coordinator. That's for, right, uh, you was were. It a Toronto trip. Yep. Yeah. And I had I they just hired me and I had I had never seen how the sausage was made. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I I really enjoyed that trip, and I got to meet people who I've I still stay in contact. Hope and lots of other oh, people, a lot, some of your others, your former students, mm-hmm. and, who are doing super cool things. Which yes, is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you find someone that you work well with, it's just it's just so fantastic. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people assume that the best partnerships are where people are alike. It's good. Um, but it actually, it's it's lovely to hear about how you're very different and you kind of fill in the gaps of what you may not be able oh, to do yeah. individually, you're able to do together. So that's, that's really, mm-hmm. really lovely to hear about. Um, and so mm-hmm. the reason that we are all here, can you tell us about Glass Winds? Um, what is it? How did it come to be? Why did it come to be? And maybe a little bit of the significance of the name as well. Mm. Well, I'll start with kind of how it came to be. And and I, we had been thinking years and years ago about starting kind of like a high level wind ensemble here in Nova Scotia. Like what can we do? There was the Atlantic Wind Symphony that was around for a bit, but it didn't quite mm-hmm. kind of get some traction. And so then just fell away. And I thought we should really do it, but I just didn't want to do the same thing that Mm -hmm. had been happening. Not to say that it's bad to kind of start that type of wind ensemble, but I thought, how would we separate ourselves from other people? And then, uh, Pam and I had gone to the Toronto conducting symposium, which I have to tell you, like I could have stories upon stories about what, when I leave that symposium, the new thing that's in my life, like it just, it's so inspirational. So when we were there, uh, we ran into a gal named Stacy Mortensen spokes, um, who formed the uh, Saskatchewan Serenades. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I say that right. Um, and it, that's an all-female wind ensemble out West. And at, when we were talking, I could just feel it. You know, you, you, when you're just feeling inside and all in your skin, and I was like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> yeah. And we were already thinking about it at the right. time. Yeah. Then when we realized, okay, somebody already has one, yeah. this is great. <laughs> yeah, and so we just took her inspiration and we jumped off together. And then we said, okay, this is what we're going to do. This seems to feel right. You know, you just feel the energy in it. I was like, yep, this is actually perfect. So I would like to do that. I had been at that time kind of already exploring with the idea of I just didn't want to play the same repertoire they'd all been playing. And of course, I I will mention you about 8 million times, Kate, (laughs) but it is often Kate's music that has brought me to this moment too, because I had played Chasing Sunlight, you know, a million years ago, probably right when you had written it or when you had won the award for it. And I just loved the writing in it so much. And I thought, this is what I've been missing out on, then I need to really dig deeper into this because this is really quite, there's something here that I feel is really modern, really current and really applicable to, you know, a group that wants to play, not Ranger. So, (laughs) uh, so that's kind of how that came to be. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I mean, it, it's true. And I, I imagine it, it's one of these things where you'll probably humble about it, but your writing is so fantastic. And it, not only can I play my younger ensembles with it, but the older mm-hmm. ensembles, like the, your, all of your rep, the range of it is Thank just you. brilliant. That means a lot so, to me. <laughs> so that's uh, how we started with that. Yeah. Uh, so then the, how we ended up coming up with the whole plan is actually, we were just talking about this before we started, because I have a story and she has a story and how it went <laughs> We'd love to hear both. So here's my story. <laughs> 
Here's yeah. my version of the story. So uh, again, so I had come to CPL and then Pam and I said to Pam, I really needed to get this program up and running. It was really thriving underneath and Beeler, but had kind of fallen away for a bit. And I said, we really need to get it back up. So I said, let's go on a trip. Always the way to go. I said, let's go keep it something easy. We'll go to Toronto. Pam was like, sounds great. And I said, let's get on a bus. I know it's not ideal. Like nobody wants to drive from Halifax <laughs> to Toronto on a bus for 17 hours. But what the whole point of the bus ride was to mm-hmm. bond them together. You got 17 hours on a bus, you will make some friends on that bus. So we're like, great, let's go. So we sat down and this is how I remembered exactly. So we were sitting at the front of the bus. It was probably the first hour after we'd all settled in. Everybody's like, we're driving, okay, driving. Yeah, in. yeah and Pam, <laughs> she goes, okay, are you ready? And I said, what, what am I ready for? She goes, are you ready? We're going to do this. We're going to make this all women's ensemble. We're going to do it on this bus <laughs> right now. Make the whole plan. When we're done this trip, we're coming home, make it happen. Okay, yeah. I was like, okay, well, really, we're on a bus for 17 hours. What yeah. else are we going to do? This is fabulous. Trapped, yeah. So then we just did it. So that's exactly how I remember it. She just turned. I didn't see it coming. It was a sneak attack. And that was it. Then the ensemble was made. So I don't remember it being a sneak attack. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's the thing, because we talked about it yeah. when we were in the Toronto it's Symposium true. thing, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, we talked about it, and it was the next year that we went to Toronto for with our kids. And mm-hmm. I kind of thought that that was our, like, secondary motive was to just sit and work on it until I surprised her with it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it just slipped my mind. Well, in the planning of the trip, it just slipped my mind. I hadn't really thought about it, so I just, that's how I, that's how I yeah. remember it. But, but yeah. But yeah. the fun thing was, is uh, that happened in the spring, and we launched it in the fall. Mm-hmm. That's wow. true. Yeah, we had made the whole plan. Because we already had ideas. We just had to really mm-hmm. cement them. And the best part about living, though, in a, in a small, like, Atlantic Canada, you know, or a nice little tiny bubble, is that, like, between mm-hmm. Pam and I, because we've been around for just slightly longer than Dylan, that we knew yes, everything. Of <laughs> <laughs> okay, not really. The audience members, not really. We're ancient. Uh, but uh, we knew yeah. everybody. You know everybody in Atlanta, Canada. There's not anyone yeah. you don't know. So we were just started making a list of all of the women that were just outstanding mm-hmm. performers. And we, so we made like a dream team. We're like, oh, yeah. This, this was uh, in the hotel room after we get the students to bed. And we're sitting there with Pop. Oh, and uh, right. we're taking our notes and saying, okay, who would we have in our mm-hmm. food section? Who do we have for Oba? Yeah. Let's oh, build our so dream fun. team. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. was, I mean, it was probably what like sports people feel like. It was really rude. Yeah. yeah. And none of them knew. No, not a soul knew about our plan. Yeah, it's true. Right. Yeah. Like not a soul knew until uh, we were ready to launch our mm-hmm. email invitation to yeah. the to the dream team that we had because mm-hmm. we collected their emails and did mm-hmm. all the stuff because we know how to find mm-hmm. them because, you know, we're just like that. Well, exactly. I mean, it's yeah. something yeah. uh, yeah. so, I know where you live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yep. And yeah. so, and that's how it happened. And so we put the invitation out and the vast majority were like, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. really, really want this to happen. I think we just had one or two mm-hmm. say no and they just said no because mm-hmm. they had conflicts. They said, this is fabulous right. and we would, I would totally be in it, but I just, I have yeah. something else on this date and I can't do it, but I'm so in support of what you're doing. Oh, that's awesome. So it was, yeah. And then everybody else said yes. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Why, I guess, what prompted you to, um, I guess to have this this approach to forming a new ensemble, I, I mean, I know you're women and uh, Melissa, you mentioned kind of that early inspiration of realizing like uh, seeing a mm-hmm. woman on the podium, oh, I could do that too. Um, what was the inspiration for mm-hmm. starting this ensemble in, in this way? We have almost no women's compositions in our libraries and we have huge music libraries. Mm-hmm. There's almost nil. And when we go to festivals, uh, the, oh yeah. What were those oh, numbers there? I hate there? to tell you. I mean, I hate to. There's a a band festival locally, and I, so last year. Or, and this is the norm. Last year, I was kind of looking through. Well, how 
how hard is it to actually, you know, find some women's rep out there? Is it even on the syllabus? So I looked at the, the local band festival here and of the B100 to B600 levels, two of them actually had zero compositions by women. So B400, there were 68 compositions you could choose from, you could choose from, but you could choose from zero women because there were no women in it. And B600, there were 28 compositions, zero by women. And I, we thought, this has got to stop. And so we have to actually, we, get to, we can't just sit back and go, this is awful. We have to do mm-hmm. something about it, you know, especially we have the means to it. We have, you know, our sons, we, we each, of course, the irony, we both have one son, we're not even a girl to <laughs> yeah. it, but we th- are, they're getting a little bit older. They don't, we don't need to necessarily be so on hand anymore. We can really kind of mm-hmm. devote our time to mm-hmm. expanding this, to searching the rep and doing the research that is just not getting done right now. Although it is now at 2022, it, I feel like there's a, there's a momentum moving yeah. forward with this for sure. Um, but at the time we were starting this in, in 2019, it wasn't quite mm-hmm. there yet. So we just knew we had to do the work. We had to do the work. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's stuff that I'm I'm glad that it's starting to change because I think after after that moment that you're talking about, Kate and I were part of a committee for Music Fest Canada to redo the national syllabus. Right, and I just looked at that so today. That, yeah, it's good yeah. and for sure, but it looks like yeah. every category has about 25, 20 percent. Yeah are by women. I mean, so it is yep. for sure really, really great steps. And thank you so much for doing your work on this one. Mm. Uh, but we have a ways to go because we're just, we're just focusing right now on women's compositions, yep. but we know that there is a bigger, you know, mandate mm-hmm. happening that we just need to expand everything. So it's good. Yeah. And we did put, you know, we had one minority composer in our concert this time too. So like, we're just, uh, mm-hmm. that, that's yes, not a woman, non-woman. right? A non-woman. <laughs> <laughs> But that's, yeah, when we get there, we'll tell you about like the future, yeah. kind of what yeah. we envision in the future. Right. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of work yeah. to be done still for sure. But I mean, as as mm-hmm. a person who's been working in, in this field now, not for too long, but basically my entire career has seen so much of a shift from when I started to now. Um, and it, it is really mm-hmm. encouraging to see that this work is being done or at least that the awareness is there and that there are folks like you that are trying (laughs) to, like you said, not just complain about it, but actually do something about it. So that's, that's really exciting. Um, Okay. Before we get on to the next thing, I just need you to tell us the story of the name because I know and Dylan knows, um, but for our listeners, what is Glass Winds? Where did that name come from? Okay, the name Glass Winds came from the uh, the removal of the glass ceiling. So mm. everyone in the room is equals. The conductors are equals. The players are equals. Um, we don't have a first chair, second chair in any of the sections. It's it's balanced out so that uh, you know the first doesn't lose their chops and the thirds get a chance. So it's it's mm-hmm. shared, and it's a really interesting vibe. I wasn't really expecting it to the extent that it happens. The vibe in the room is 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 just a level of comfort, and everybody is. Working together and everybody's happy to be there. I mean, everybody's always happy to be yeah. in a band room, yeah. right? That's, that's mm-hmm. why we go there at lunchtime yep. as kids. <laughs> but it's, a, it's just an aura of everybody feeling comfortable and not feeling like they have to compete against the people that are in yeah. the room with them. There's the, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like it's, the ego is gone. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to the glass, the idea of glass that everybody is very <laughs> transparent. It's this idea that there's nothing kind of blocking. There's no egos. There's no, again, like we said, no first chairs, no second, none of that. It's just everything is just really open and, and free. Yeah, and so a part mm-hmm. of our uniform, uh, our costume, if you will, our concert dress, is that we wear all black with essence of glass. Whether the, and so it might be like a sparkly oh, cool. shirt, or it might be like a piece of stained glass in a necklace or earrings, uh, or like crystal or zirconia <laughs> or whatever, anything that represents Beautiful. glass. Yeah. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so that's our concert dress. That's great. So that we all have a piece of the glass ceiling nice. with us. It shattered yeah. and then it's yeah. now all amongst yeah. you. Yeah, it's great. gone. <laughs> and now we just oh, that's own awesome. it. Yeah, we yeah. own it for sure. I love that symbolism. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you. We came up with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, she gave No, actually, this was hard. You can appreciate finding an, a name is oh, yeah, quite definitely. tough for an ensemble. We really yeah. struggled with this one. Uh, well, so we really had a lot of time, but then mm-hmm. Pam was, this is all Pam. This is, the, this is where Pam shines in this idea of kind of the mm-hmm. detail of it. And so she said, well, I really like this idea of glass. This is this also that glass is formed, you know, kind of under yeah. such pressure and all that kind of thing. So she really thought it through and it just rang as soon as she said, I thought, yeah, I think there's something here. I think this name yeah. is, is it. And so, yeah, that was it. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to talk. I'll, I'll compliment this to the as much as I can throughout the whole conversation, <laughs> but also the idea of this ensemble. You talked about like you wanting the you know the A team. Oh yeah. For for for, for the put to put the band together, but to see um, the different ages in the ensemble mm-hmm. and to see the mentorship that happens within mm-hmm. it is is super. Just to watch and see pictures and and all that, it must be doing so much so much good. Uh, oh, yeah. just for the musicians that, to play in an ensemble like that and to, to have examples. I think so. And I think it really shines. It shines in the places where it's not customary to have women playing the brass mm-hmm. instruments or the percussion instruments. Mm-hmm. So, cause those women have probably spent most of their careers in lots mm-hmm. of uh, where they're maybe the only tuba player yeah. in the, the section, you know, or the only trombone player. And so for me, part of the mandate really was that the idea that as I'm, as I'm teaching in high school, that my young brass players can look around, look down a row and only see people that mm-hmm. look like them or that identify mm-hmm. with them, you know, or that they, they just kind of have that synergy with it. So that was, I think, part of the the idea of that, too. We try to incorporate any of our strong, strong high school students in our Glasswinds ensemble. Mm. So we have, like you say, the age ranges here. And then we've got Lucille Humble, who is, um, I don't know, should we say, we're not going to say her age, but no. she has <laughs> many years of experience. But here's what's great about yeah. Lucille Humble. What she said in her in our last concert, which is only last week, uh, she said, uh, this is by far my most favorite uh, ensemble that I have ever oh. played in. As she said, it compares to way back in my day when I was, you know, a university student taking music. Mm. She said it, mm-hmm. it, it is equal to maybe even better than that, be, just because of the whole camaraderie mm-hmm. thing and everybody gets along and everybody works together and the music is awesome and it's challenging yeah. and attainable. And mm. so, yeah, like she just loves it. So, I mean, they all yeah. do. And that's why they're here. But Yeah. Because yeah. it's not, it's not only like as you just said, it's not only kind of that concert time, performance time. But I know that you guys have, uh, let's say, pop hangs after. Uh, yes, after each we rehearsal. do. We have like so our of pop. course you can. We do. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, so no, it's it's great. Well, and we plan to expand on the things that we do as well. But yeah. now that COVID yeah. is starting to get behind us, right. yes, yeah. It, Definitely. I mean, like we don't, we could talk about that for another time, but uh, how yeah. it threw a wrench in the plans. But if anything, actually, it gave us a time to kind of, we did our first concert. We actually had our first concert when like five days before the mm. whole world shut down. Yeah, we just, <laughs> we just snuck it in under the wire. Yeah. Thank totally goodness we did. Yeah. And then, uh, but then it gave us some time to kind of really reflect and actually build our music libraries and do the work that needed to get done to prepare the second concert. Cause we don't right. want to repeat we want to try to keep as varied as repertoire as we can. And we don't want to repeat any of the stuff that we've done. So we try, try to always kind of build, but again, like we had said, both of our libraries are quite weak, uh, with, uh, kind of minority composers. So we've had to take mm-hmm. a year and a half to kind of rebuild mm-hmm. our library to kind of, 
Yeah. yeah. And uh, we purposely go to the Halifax Library, the, the O'Regan Hall, to do the performances because locals are there regardless. Mm-hmm. So we're not just getting the, the standard music crowd that mm-hmm. would want to come and see us because right. they know us. We're catching people who have no idea they like mm-hmm. band music. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> or don't, don't know, know that they've never seen a group of women. I yes. would imagine that a few people come into the ensemble go, oh, it's bad. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, then that would be really new. Yeah, for Leslie's them. husband did that. <laughs> Leslie's husband did that. Huh? <laughs> One of the, the first time. Not this she, year. She just goes to Ensemble Wednesday nights. Who knows what you yeah. know? <laughs> I think it, was, it might be somebody else. Anyway, one of the husbands came out. It. It's like, yeah. it's all yeah. girls. <laughs> but by being out in public, then we really are getting the music out to the public. Mm-hmm. We might be catching mm-hmm. the ears of people that are in the music industry mm-hmm. that we don't know of mm-hmm. that will might be inspired by this and look for these things. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really important thing, just gender or not, to to mm-hmm. you know bring the music to the people is it's super cool, and that space is such a cool space. <laughs> to, Mm. to see and to play in. And now, a word from our sponsor. Oh gosh, oh my gosh. Kate, do you know what time of the year it is? No, but I feel like you're going to tell me. (laughs) Yeah, I am. It's time for a new issue of the Canadian Winds Journal, the biannual journal of the Canadian Band Association. I love the Canadian Winds Journal. It's full of great articles, everything from practical guides for teaching beginners to articles on health and technology. As well as study guides to some of our favorite band works, book and CD reviews, and profiles on some of Canada's finest band organizations, conductors, composers, educators, and performers. Even if you're not Canadian, you can check out the Canadian Winds Journal. Learn about all the amazing things happening in the Canadian band community and about our people. To see the latest issue, visit canadianband.org download. That's canadianband.org download to learn more about how you can get your hands on the latest issue of the Canadian Winds Journal. Locked in now. We don't have to do our six months, mm. uh, six months ahead of time booking. We are now the invited guests for every uh, International hey. Women's Day on March eighth. Right. So we, we do our concert on International Women's Day. We did it on to, in two thousand twenty on International Women's Day. We were supposed to do it mm. last year, but well, COVID, blah blah. We tried and to do it this, this year. year again. <laughs> COVID, blah blah. So then we did it last week, <laughs> but now they've said, okay, we're going to lock it in, and basically every International Women's Day that we are invited to go perform at the Halifax Amazing. Public Library. So we said, great, awesome, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So you, you've talked about we talked about repertoire a little bit already, but um, we're wondering if you could maybe expand on on your approach to selecting music for the ensemble, and then of course hearing about the some of the music that you've that you've already performed, and you already mentioned your concert that you had only days ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was well. So um, again, we're we're looking initially. We wanted to have an all women's ensemble with music only written by women. Um, and that's going to shift as we, as we kind of grow as our ensemble. And so, um, right. you know, we will start to invite other minority composers and uh, also include in our ensemble, not just women, but anybody that identifies as women, non-binary, Which transgender. We, we have a fair amount in our ensemble. And so uh, we're, we're really trying to just embrace the idea of things that just have not been heard mm-hmm. before. Um, and so for us, we actually usually spend the summer doing our research. So usually just July, beginning of August, we go off on our own and we say, okay, come back with eight pieces, come back with eight pieces. We go, we come back 
If we have any overlap, those ones for sure are on our roster. We order it immediately off it go. And then we have a chance to listen through them and, and look at the scores, which again, in some of the more modern pieces are really great when you've got, because of course the, the more modern composers, particularly women don't are not backed by necessarily some of the bigger uh, publishing houses. They're often independent. So if you go to their website, but uh, the, they're also fabulous in letting us know as people were trying to purchase them, we can look at the score, we can hear recordings of it. It's really, it's fantastic. When there are recordings of them. It's true. That's tricky. It's true. And that also, I mean, yeah. for, for uh, we have, of course, a modern, uh, lovely woman <laughs> composer here. So you know that finding and, and recording your works must be really quite mm -hmm. a challenge. Yep. Uh, and so just know that we love and we love hearing them and we love as many recordings as we can, um, even when maybe they're not such high quality. We love to just hear what it sounds like in all different yeah. ensembles. It really gives us a, a good sense of it. And then we choose kind of try to program like everybody does, some fast stuff, some slow stuff, some lyrical, some really kind of kitschy. We love to do like a little kind of something really fun mm -hmm. and, and uh, silly, off, off the cuff. Yeah. Uh, like, well, not off the cuff, but definitely we, we give the variant <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Like it's, we did, what did we do right. the first year that was really groovy? The Erica. Oh, Erica Svano, uh, the steampunk fun. suite. Yeah. So fun. Right. Very fun. Very, yeah. very fun. It was a real crowd pleaser. <laughs> yeah. And then this year you did, what was it? Uh, the uh, Chambers, Carol Burton Chambers. Carol Burton Chambers. Oh, that was the Rusty Bucket. The Rusty Bucket and other juke <laughs> joints. But it's charming. It's so yeah. charming. And the, you know, the, the flute, you know, everybody had to get pieces of metal and they had to, which sounds kind of kitschy, but it works. It is yeah. a fantastic piece and we really, really love it. Um, so yeah, so then in August we come together, we pick out what we're going to do. We order it for our libraries and then we get to work. We only meet one Wednesday a month. So we only probably okay. have maybe six, eight rehearsals max. And then we do our show mm. uh and then that's it so it's just once a month uh to get together uh and then of course post rehearsal we have <laughs> pop uh where we get yes. to uh enjoy apple juice that's other things, correct. Yeah. Uh, but it, it that for for me is like like pam said it's it's the uh let's the lunch room for mm -hmm. the band you know it's the place where you mm -hmm. go where you can just actually connect and have a good chat and you and and it's random people show every time so it's this group and then next week it's 12 new people and that's 12 new people and then you just get to hear about their lives it's fantastic yeah. and it. once we're after passes code thing i think we'll see more of us mm. heading yeah. there too for mm -hmm. a hop and a <laughs> little social time yeah. so. but back to the repertoire in our canadian winds article what we pam and i tried to do on one of the things that we had done was um for those conductors and uh, music directors that just don't know where to go like i don't know i mm -hmm. want a program i just don't know where to go what we did was we included things that we thought either would pair well with it or that you could replace it so we did tiger tail march by julie Giroux, uh and so mm -hmm. we thought of like if you pictured like holst and alfred reed kind of collaborating for a march style that would be Ju that piece um, you know, I think Solace Dance by Nicole Piuno, I want to yep. make sure I say that right, is fantastic. And it's really, mm -hmm. to me, it, this will be a mainstay in my own program for sure. She wrote a younger yeah. version. Oh, did she? Yes, you did. We have it in our library. There's an adaptable one. Amazing. Yeah. And of course, there are some composers that we come back to routinely because we just are really enjoying their... Uh, voice and the way they write. Julie Giroux is one. And of course, Kate Nishmir would be the other one that's always in our library. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. Never heard of her. Uh, what? Is she? Uh, but it would, again, like I know that I, we could sing your praises forever, but it really is one of, I, I just think that your writing is just spectacular and it just, it, it resonates. I'll tell you this. The other day I was playing 
uh, chasing sunlight with my grade tens, which I always do. I wait till second semester and then I unleash <laughs> chasing sunlight. And I have actually two stories. I said, okay. I, and I save it to the end of rehearsal as a conductor. You always see like your fun, your most fun or the one they love the most to the end is the treat. That's the treat. I'm going to save it at the end. I always save chasing sunlight oh. at the end. We get to chasing. I said, okay, we're here. Take out chasing sunlight. The kid next to me, it was like a sports jock goes like, this is a jam. And I was like, oh, it's a it's so it's a jam. It's a jam. You're winning. amazing. <laughs> uh, and then my grade 11 band, so my grade 11 band found out that my grade 10s were playing Chasing Sunlight again, and they loved it so much that this is a true story. Four 16-year-olds got up early to come to morning band so they could play with the grade 10s so they could play Chasing Sunlight. <laughs> Like, how cool is that? Wow. Kate, your music is so good. It gets teenagers wow. out of bed early to come to a morning band. I got to put that so on good. my CV. Oh, that's like, that's a true accomplishment. <laughs> I saw them coming in. I was like, why are you all here? And they're like, they're playing Jason Sunlight. We're not going to play it without us. We're playing Oh, it. that just like, made my day. <laughs> it's like yeah. a website testimonial oh, right yeah. there, right in the front page. Honestly. Anyway, so so but so when we think about that, anyway, so if you go to our Canadian Wins article, you'll see that there are some pieces that we say, if you're if you're programming this, mm-hmm. try this. So that you know, okay, well, I, you know, this is where I should be doing a host. Well, why don't you try, you know, Impulse mm-hmm. Engine instead by, you know, Karen Bremner and just kind of worked at something new rather than something that we've always done. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a good approach because you're right. There are a lot of people that are interested in changing up their programming, but they don't know where to start or there are lots of, you know, databases, yeah. resources out there, but it's it's overwhelming and music teachers are already overwhelming. so overworked mm-hmm. and don't have enough time to do the things mm-hmm. that they need to do. So I think it's great when, when people are yeah. giving just those kind of entry points. Like, for example, if you're looking for something like this, here's here's something you could try. So um, we'll exactly. make sure to yeah, um, yeah. put a link so that people listening will be able to go and find that resource. And um, yeah, that'll be great. In the short amount of time that you've been operating within this ensemble, and I know the pandemic has kind of impacted maybe some of what you were hoping to do. Um, what are some of your goals maybe that you've already achieved or some things that you're hoping to do? And what do you see in the future for Glass Winds? Well, we don't want to give everything away yet, but we will share oh. some things. <laughs> uh, yeah, we will share some things because we do have some plans. Um, we would like to, over time, get, get uh, a younger group of uh, young women or people who identify as women involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, we already have a name for them. We just have to, Ooh. you know, get ourselves really with our feet back on That's the ground. Um, because, uh, yeah, well, their name is Shimmering Sands. Oh, I love because, that. Uh, from, <laughs> that's what glass is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because from the sands right. come glass. Oh, that's awesome. So, right. So we're thinking like high school students or like late junior high students, people who are want to do like an honor ensemble, but one that is really primarily, um, you know, women or minority based so that, um, again, I don't want to be anti-man here, but this idea that they can come to the safe space that <laughs> these we, are, we've realized with Glass Winds that we've created. These are some of the conversations when we were first forming Glass Winds. It's like, okay, so... We're not man bashers. We appreciate everything that we've had. This is why we are here, because we've had a lot of men, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout the years teaching us and conducting us and and mentoring us Mm -hmm. and everything. So it's not about that. So we just, uh, you know, just thank you to everybody. It's true. It's true. But now here we are. We just want to make sure there's more women's music out there, that the women players Mm. and the conductors and the composers are being recognized for their talents and, Mm -hmm. and get it out there. And even out like you're doing with the uh, the syllabus, mm. even out the syllabus yeah. more with 
different mm-hmm. composers. So, yeah. yeah. And then uh, we just want to perform more. So again, we have our International Women's Day concert, but we would like to actually do some more performing um, during the school year, during the season, we'll call it, um, and doing some small chamber groups. So we know that there is yeah. sometimes not always big works written by minority composers for, let's say, wind ensemble concert band, but they have them for brass quintets or wind quintets or other mm-hmm. ensembles that are chambers. So we're hoping to do even some more chamber series with this cool. idea of these, um, you know, works that don't often get heard live. And that would be right. our glass chambers. Ah. Our crystal chambers. <laughs> so fun. Glass jazz. All of the words. Yeah, just putting them out here in public yeah, now. So people there you know go. They keep them. <laughs> <Yeah>. They're <Yeah>. ours. <laughs> Patented. Don't steal it. Yep. Yeah. I do. I do often fear stuff whenever we say things on the podcast. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have said <laughs> That's that. That's why we're Can not sharing everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I I probably will not start in all women's <laughs> but. But maybe, but the, the the chamber music stuff is super cool. But there's just so much great uh, rep. Like uh, our friend Joanne Harris has a wonderful wind octet. Anna Klein. I'm gonna write these down. Piece. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> but, uh, and Joanne's piece is called Dawn Chorus, uh, and it's just a fantastic kind of Stravinsky instrumentation nice. octet. And then Anna Klein has a wonderful piece called Overflow for double wind deck tet. Oh, or sorry, fun. wind deck tet, not double. That'd be twenty. <laughs> It's 10. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so there's so there's some great stuff. And I, I just can't wait to see what, like, all yeah. this all this great stuff that you're able to do. And um, one thing I, I wanted to say, I forgot the, the previous question was, um, did you notice a difference for your last performance, not only, you know, have, being able to do it, but coming out <laughs> of the, the plague? Mm. Was, there, oh. was this, like, the first live thing for most people? Yeah. It, it was it was a release yeah. like our musicians <laughs> just had to release yeah. themselves like like they this has been just building up and we had just been stuck in our homes and, mm. stuck and the in audience our- was so mm-hmm. grateful they yes. really they right. just were so delighted by even just the idea of seeing a live performance and when we do it at the mm-hmm. library it's free too so it's, there's no admission so anybody and everybody right. was welcome to kind of be there and be in our space with yeah. us so it was good. We also played. We have to tell you this. We played the hockey night in Canada. Oh, thing. fun! Uh, yeah, saw so a little clip. I had asked the audience, I had said, okay, so how many of you knew that this theme was actually written by a woman? And I would say maybe only like 25% mm-hmm. of the audience raised their hand. Mm-hmm. And then I saw someone had tagged us on Facebook and said, I just found out today <laughs> that it was written by a woman. <laughs> uh, and so that was clearly a big hit with anybody that kind of really remembers the mm-hmm. Hockey Night in Canada theme. But she herself was actually quite a, an outstanding uh, feminist and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, kind of Kate, if I'm sure, I don't know if you've ever kind of looked her up or, or, or inspired by her, I'm sure, because she, she seemed like quite a yeah. badass. Anyway, I, there's a great story, and I didn't get to tell it when we were at, uh, oh, here's mm-hmm. a little story. There's a the bonus episode story. So uh, there's a great story that I had read online that she, because Do- Dolores Clayman had just passed away last year, and mm-hmm. she is the composer of the Hockey Night in Canada theme. That's why we... Uh, yeah, her yeah. this year. Yeah. yeah. And so we had found an arrangement by Howard Cable, mm-hmm. also a genius. Um, and so anyway, uh, but I guess when she was working in the 60s, she was dining in Toronto with a colleague. And uh, the maitre d' came up to their table and said, uh, I'm sorry, miss, you can't stay here and eat in this establishment because she had pants on. And in order to eat in that restaurant, you oh had my. to have a skirt. So you know what she did? She got up and she took her pants <laughs> off. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> what a legend. I told that story and I was like, that's so badass. Oh, well, right. Like in the 60s, that would have been like, especially considering you're eating a restaurant. Anyway, I just that's thought excellent. it was a fabulous, fabulous story. I was supposed to share with the audience at the time of the show, but I forgot. And so anyway, I'm going to share it with you because I just thought it was really there brilliant. Yeah. But you would have to have fought like that, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to be that voracious yeah. in, in what you do that like, I'm not leaving this mm-hmm. restaurant. Here are my yeah. pants, you know. Just yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> I just think it's brilliant. Anyway. Excuse me. Do you mind if I, I know. you know, I'm just going to do I love it. it. Okay. I love it. That's great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, get ready for this segue. No, I don't have a segue. <laughs> 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 um, but, we, but we have <laughs> no thing. Although it's a podcast. No one, so no would, one would know. See um, <laughs> who's going to know? No one's going to know. Um, <laughs> we have come to our last Official question of of this episode, but uh, I will say at this point in time that the one, two, three, four of us, oh my my goodness, there's four of us today, um, we're going to head off into bonus episode land uh, where you can hear that episode and many, many more if you uh, go explore patreon.com slash bandroompod if you're looking for another way to support the podcast and um, keep the lights on here at BRP. Um, But... Here is our famous last question. It's not really famous, but uh, <laughs> and, we, and we'll we'll do we can of course answer this separately. Not we don't need just one answer, but uh, if you could give one piece of advice for up and coming educators, musicians in general, what would it be? And if you if either of you have like two, that's okay. okay. I, I wrote I wrote four, so we'll give you two each, so then we we'll get our four in. So the first one uh, for me is uh, to embrace new music, new techniques and new strategies, like just embrace it. There's no one, don't fight it. It's coming that, you know, you have mm-hmm. to really embrace what's happening around you and, uh, and, and just go with it. Uh, and then the other one for me, and I feel really strongly about this when I would write this, like on my tombstone is that I think that everybody should still keep playing in mm-hmm. ensembles. So w- sometimes as conductors, we end up behind the podium a lot and then we believe our own hype. And I'm a huge fan of not that. So I try mm-hmm. in my own practice to at least play in some kind of ensemble or orchestra or something so that when you get back on the podium, you remember what it's like, or you can say like, you know, do you really want to play the Beethoven symphony again? And you sit down, you play it and you go, well, you know what, maybe I'm a little bored (laughs) with it now. Maybe I'm actually, it'll inspire you to want new techniques and it'll inspire you as as a conductor too, to keep your um, rehearsals as efficient as possible. Because sometimes I think we forget. Mm -hmm. So those are my two. Those are great. Okay. What are my two? Those are your two. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before I go there, uh, back to the embracing part of it. Uh, embrace new music uh, to go mm-hmm. further than that it's more to um, don't stick to just the old faithfuls just because they're old faithfuls mm-hmm. uh, that's really what mm-hmm. more the underlying message to, if I was go further mm-hmm. with that and look at have a look at your library and ask, your, ask yourself the question okay how diverse is this library and then uh, it's quite the eye opener mm-hmm. uh, we've been purging mm-hmm. some things from our library at the Dartmouth mm-hmm. Music Center yeah. And uh, yeah, there are some things that shouldn't be performed mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And then there's other things that are simply missing. There's just not enough of things. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. well, um, basically follow your passions. You want to immerse yourself into, you know, if you, you find your goal and you find your, your thing, which we found, mm-hmm. we found glass winds. We didn't know it was going to be glass winds, but we found what we needed mm-hmm. and we're really going with it. And we have lots of ideas and lots of things, mm-hmm. lots of plans to get in the, and we have lots of years ahead of us oh, to make do. them happen. So yeah, just right. immerse yourself in what really is your yeah. passion. Beautiful. That's so much, so much for people mm-hmm. to go and chew on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll I'll take my time now to just thank the two of you. Um, it's been 
uh, set glass winds aside for one second, just to have two fantastic music educators and musicians like yourself in, you know, the general area where I grew up, it, I, it gives me all of the good feels to know how many people that you've been able to impact in that community and how many people will go on to impact others just, just through your, your programs. It's been fantastic. And now to think about Glass Winds and not, not only the women in, in that ensemble, and, but everyone who's watching, um, it, it's, it's just such a fantastic thing um, that not only Atlantic Canada will benefit from, but the whole country. Oh, so thank you. thank you so much well, for, you. for the work that you're doing yeah. and for being on the podcast. Yeah, well, thank you. Actually, thank you. Dylan, you're with me every day. Do you know where? On the where? on the very back, there's a poster back there for Mount Allison University, and you got oh, your white right glasses. Nice. Oh, yeah. oh that's Don't you remember how you came in? You were like, "That's uh, me," and I was like, "What? That is you?" <laughs> right back there, I'm like, "Bill, you're with me every day, well, Dylan." And of course, with like it's music, like it's going out of style. So the two of you are with me every single day. Yeah, and I have to say, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I go ahead, that, Dylan. Sorry. It, oh, I was just saying, if you can do me one favor. <laughs> In my whole life, don't you don't even need to hire me again to come work with anyone? Just burn that poster. No, it's so good. No, I love it. I love uh, it because then when you come back, I'm like, this guy's gonna come out. Look, he's right on my poster back here. Well, very quickly, I my wife and I went back to Mount Allison. Just I wanted to show her because she she was there. She's from Moncton, but um, I just wanted to show her around. And we went to the student center, and right there in like the main hall giant like life-size bigger than life-size my face <laughs> and I was like oh no oh, oh yeah. no that's hilarious I need to much see more these beautiful pictures. people this school now surely oh it's good yeah I'll send, I'll send it too turtleneck okay good good you better oh, and, anyway. and by the way we did your like we played your Lake Superior Suite by the way at our concert last week and it was incredibly well received mm -hmm. uh, all oh thank you yeah, it was lovely. Amazing. So thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say thank you for all of the really nice things that you've said about my music. And I've actually had quite a few people um, over the years tell me that they've heard of my music because of either watching one of your performances or being in one of your performances. Huh. Um, and <laughs> I... No kidding. Yeah, it makes a big difference, you know. Every one of these actions that we all take, Good. like, kind of have a ripple effect, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's super meaningful to me. And you never it doesn't just impact me. It impacts other people who maybe <laughs> now think... You know, just as yourselves mm -hmm. are seeing women on the podium, young people are seeing me as a composer mm -hmm. and going, huh, maybe I could do that. Right. And all of this really does contribute totally. to uh, shaping the way the future looks. So thank you so much to both of you for all Absolutely. of the work that you've done and and for being on the mm -hmm. podcast. Well, thank you. Yeah. Back to you. Right back at you. Yeah, right on. Thanks so much for spending time with us in the band room. If you want to learn more about anything we discussed in today's episode, check out the links found on our website, bandroompod.com. If you liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the Bandroom Podcast. Give us a rating and a review and tell all your friends about how much you enjoyed it. If you really love the show, maybe you should consider becoming part of our Patreon community where you can support BRP and get some extra incentives in return. Or you can buy some sweet, sweet BRP merch, helping to offset podcast hosting costs and investments into new equipment so that we can continue to bring you great content and great people. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's on the go. 
If you have any thoughts on today's episode, leave us a comment on our website, bandroompod.com, where your comment might be featured on a future episode of BRP. Our theme music is Skyline, composed by EKR Hamill and performed by Dr. Gillian McKay and the University of Toronto Wind Ensemble. Stay safe and be well, bandies. Thanks again for stopping by the band room.